thanks for dialing into our podcast. We're the Light Church Bradford here in Yorkshire, England, a church committed to following Jesus and loving our city back to life again. We truly hope and pray this week's message helps you and encourages you on your journey, especially in these really challenging times. Well, you've probably guessed what we're focusing on this week. And uh, my thanks to my lovely wife, Josie, and Amy, Lisa, and Joe for that help. And uh, obviously, I think they, <laughs> they went a little bit too... A little bit too enthusiastic, to be fair. But uh, we are going to be focusing on verses... Well, verse 44. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. This is ridiculous, isn't it? I am genuinely preaching a serious message from God's word. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. Now, it's quite interesting, actually, when you read behind the scenes as to what grave clothes would have looked like and what this would have been like. Lazarus coming out of the tomb. What what did they actually experience in this situation? And, And this is where sometimes different versions of the Bible do different bits of the Bible justice. So the New King James Version says this, And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. So NIV says hands and feet wrapped with linen, but the New King James Version describes it as he was bound hand and foot. So exactly what it looked like was, is kind of, it's slightly debatable, but it was very likely that Lazarus kind of almost probably hopped out of the grave, his hands bound, his feet bound, and like was really just kind of struggled to get out of the grave. This wasn't just like, oh, look, oh, I've got some stuff around my hands and my feet. This was, he was needed to be loosed. Because if you think about it, Jesus, as part of the resurrection miracle, could have caused all of the wrappings to fall off as well, all of the grave clothes to fall off as well. In fact, we know from Jesus' own resurrection, don't we, that actually it, Jesus, his grave clothes came off absolutely fine. So either he took them off himself, an angel helped him take them off, we know the angel was at the tomb with Jesus, or maybe they just fell off in a supernatural way. Because let's face it, making grave clothes fall off is a lot easier than raising someone from the dead, is it not? So Jesus could have done that. But he didn't. He let Lazarus walk out with the grave clothes on him. Why do you think that might be? I think it's because Jesus wants us involved in the miracles. I think it's because Jesus wants us involved in transforming people and helping them come back to life once they have been raised to life. You know, this was effectively a prophetic act of the first church that when he came out this was like Jesus effectively saying you're always going to need some friends alongside you who can help you to untie 
The New King James Version says, loose him, loose him and let him go. The English Standard Version says, unbind him, which suggests that he could not walk properly. He could not move the way he needed to move. He needed someone to loose him and he needed someone to bind him. So basically, Lazarus is alive. He is fully alive, but he needs some help to enter life in all of its fullness. I have needed my church family to help me enter into life in all of my fullness, all of its fullness, to leave behind the habits of the past. It's going to take... Should have got my friends on to help me really, shouldn't I? But I can actually hear myself properly now, rather than it just echoing through toilet roll. I've needed my church family. Imagine Lazarus has come out of the tomb and everybody else is stood there like this as well. They're all covered in grave clothes themselves and, and like literally they're all looking around at each other saying, who is going to help us because none of us can untie the other one. Imagine if when Jesus had called Richard's name and told him to come out of the tomb, imagine he had come out of his tomb to discover the church wrapped in COVID grave clothes with no one able to help release him. But that's not what he found. That is not what he discovered. <clears throat> he discovered a church still in action despite COVID, our amazing food bank team, who came alongside him. The wonderful Kelsey, who's only been a Christian six months herself, prayed for him to be released from addiction. Josie and the team have walked alongside him, speaking truth, helping him understand the truth. Steve Restrick has been mentoring. Tarzan's been putting on a special alpha course. The people of God have been ready to help take the grave clothes off. And as we heard from Richard's story, the Holy Spirit was very ready to loose him, to untie him and to let him go. There are so many Richards out there that are depending on you and are depending on me and are depending on us, the church, to take off our COVID grave clothes, to get out of our COVID tomb and to help them take off their grave clothes. Who could that be for you? It could be someone trapped in addiction just like Richard was. It could be someone living with the consequences of a broken family, just like Richard. Or it could simply be someone who is just living so far from God's best, which has been all of us. They need you to take off the COVID grave clothes. They need you to take them off and they need you to leave them in the tomb that has been the COVID pandemic. They need it and you need it as well. You need to take off your COVID grave clothes and step into the post-COVID vision that God has for your life. You know, wrapping a dead person in grave clothes was just standard practice. They'd have rubbed herbs and spices and oils. They'd have, they'd have often tied them up pretty, pretty tightly. 
and they'd have placed them in a tomb in the coolest place. We know, we, we, we know that actually then the body starts to just deteriorate. Martha herself says in verse 39, But Lord, by this time there is a bad odour, for he has been there for four days. And I'm saying, Lord, some of what's happened from COVID is going to leave a bad odour unless we do something about it. Over this last year, COVID has forced us to be wrapped in some different habits, in some different ways of living. Some of them have been good, but some of them are going to stink if we don't take them off. Now hear me, some of what we have put on in COVID has been good. It has been. And we want to keep that stuff. Some of you have de developed better habits of prayer, better habits of exercise, better habits of staying in touch with friends and family that are a long way away. I know for us as a family, we've lingered longer around the dinner table and had better and deeper conversations as a result of it. I know that some of you have found that actually not coming to a church meeting has meant you've been more proactive with your kids in engaging with them with their faith. And may the rest of us parents feel that anyway, it doesn't matter. You have done a great job. And I know that for some people, the space it has given you to breathe has just been a welcome break. It really has. I know there's some good stuff in there. You know, there was some good stuff for Lazarus, believe it or not, in the tomb. We know that because he shone brighter and he emerged brighter than ever before. He met Jesus in a whole new way. So it wasn't that he was to totally forget everything that he learned in the tomb and in his death. He was to keep the good, but to get rid of the grave clothes. So what are they? What are your COVID grave clothes that you need to get rid of? as you go through this, as you emerge from this pandemic. You know, it's really not for me to tell you. It is for you to come before God, to come to your Father and say, Holy Spirit, show me. Show me what has clung to me, what have been the habits, the new ways of thinking, the new neural pathways, what are the new things I've picked up in COVID that I need to leave behind? I pray you would take some time genuinely to seek God on this because I think it's crucial that we emerge brighter and we don't start to stink of the tomb. So I want to talk about just two this morning. Firstly, we have been forced to wrap ourselves in the COVID grave clothes of me, me, me. This has been forced upon us. And maybe not me, me, me. Maybe it's been me, myself, and the wife. Maybe it's been me, myself, and the kids. Maybe it's just been me, myself, and a really small group of friends. You know, this last year for me has been so weird. So obviously, previous to this last year, I was the CEO of CAP. I was away from home around about 70 nights a year. I was, that, I was just a reality. And to have spent almost every night sat at the table with my family eating dinner was just 
beyond weird. But it was wonderful and it was lovely. But I can't stay there. God has made me for more than that and he's made you for more than that as well. Your life is not just for you. And however much you've loved being with your family and however much you maybe need to put some new habits in place so that you are with your family more in the future, if it just becomes about you and your family, then I believe you're missing God's best. And I believe you could end up not being there for the Richards that need you to step into their life, their lives and invite them into your life and into your home. The greatest commandment ends with love your neighbour as yourself. This last year, where we've mostly been focused on ourselves, has not been, the we just haven't had the opportunities to love our neighbours as ourselves. You've developed a new habit, very likely, a new habit that actually means that you have not shown your neighbour, be that the ones on your street or the ones that you could have met through other opportunities, volunteering or what have you. We've just not been able to be as close to people. That's a grave clothes we need to leave behind. You know, light was made to shine brightly. Staying stuck in our family-based, our home-based closets is not shining bright and it is not emerging brighter. Maybe you're a couple at home with no kids and uh, it would be just so easy to slip into being about the two of you. It's not. It's more than that. Maybe you're a single person. And to be fair, there probably aren't that many single people who are just wanting to stay in by themselves for the next... But some of you might be tempted. Some of you might be like, oh, actually, this is absolute bliss. Well, it might be bliss. And it might be you need to do more of it. But you don't stay there. To stay there is to stay in the COVID tomb wearing the COVID grave clothes. We've all got out of the habit of our lives being bigger than just us. We have time to take off the clothes. Not that I can really take some of them off because Josie's tied them a bit tight. Time to take them off. I might end up in more trouble here. <laughs> oh, microphone, microphone. Time to take them off. Time to share your home. Time to share your family. Time to share your hospitality and to share your energy. Or as Jesus put it, to love your neighbour. To continue living in our own bubbles. Well, there is a technical term for it. It's the sin of omission not doing the things that God calls you to do. You know, the second grave clothes, is it grave clothes or grave cloth? Who knows? <laughs> but the second one I want to talk about, and literally, I'm just going to give you some ideas here. You need to come before the Holy Spirit and work out what are the grave clothes you need to take off. Our coping mechanisms that we have all developed we have all, 
experienced a form of trauma. In fact, we talked about this quite a bit in our, our Beatitude series at the beginning of this year. You know, all of the signs of trauma, all of the experiences of trauma have all been experienced by all of us. Believe it or not, is what the psychologists tell us. And it is not surprising that when anxiety has come along and challenges have come along, in our humanity, we all turn to coping mechanisms. Yeah, we know, those of us that have walked with Jesus for some time, we know that God's peace and God's presence is the very best coping mechanism of all. And we'll have had a bit of that in there as well. Praise God. And we've all turned to something. Maybe it's eating. Maybe it's drinking. Maybe it's too much online. Maybe it's too much Netflix. Or maybe it's just the coping mechanism of routineness and predictability. I want to speak to this because we have all developed new habits. We've all developed new ways of doing things. And I want to say that the ways that you coped with COVID are not the ways to step into the next life. Yes, there are some things to keep, of course there are, but there are also some things to leave behind. Our world has been so unpredictable and our natural reaction has been to respond to it with predictability. Another night in, another night in, more Netflix, another book to read, another meal to cook, another night in, another walk, another run, another night of Netflix. It's just been routine and predictable. Monotonous and, you know, subconsciously. We've become, we've become wired in this last year in a way that we've lost some of our adventure. But the Jesus life was made to be an adventure. It was not made to be routine and predictable. By the way, I'm not knocking routine. Routine can be extremely helpful in the right ways. But if all of life becomes totally predictable, where is the space for God to move? Where is the space for God to interrupt us and to basically take us to the next place he wants to, to reach out to that next Richard? Living for Jesus should not be predictable. If the story of Lazarus teaches us anything, it's that it will not be predictable. Jesus was totally unpredictable. He didn't leave when he heard Lazarus was poorly. He didn't go straight to the grave when we thought he would. And it was totally unpredictable because he rose Lazarus from the dead. Nobody had resurrection in their mind. They were just all going on about the fact he hadn't healed them. He was unpredictable and marvellous. Absolutely wonderful. God did not call you out of your tomb for a life of predictability. You know, if the end result of COVID is we all end up more self-centered, overly family household centric, by the way, like I say, you might want to reclaim some of that, but overly living more predictable, routine, mundane lives, then the enemy has won. And I'm not prepared to give him the victory. I want us as the light church to show the world there is a better way. So are we going to do that? Are we going to follow the example of Lazarus and of Mary? Both of whom emerged so brightly out of this situation that we read about in John 11. It's going to take courage. Courage like Thomas. You know who Thomas is, don't you? What do they call him? Doubting. Thomas. That is a harsh 
nickname. Because in the middle of this story, when Jesus said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea, Thomas is the one with the courage. Thomas is the one who speaks up. Because one of them says, but Rabbi, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you, yet you are going back? Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, not known as Doubting Thomas, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. That is courage. And God's not calling you to die, but he is calling you to die to yourself. I just want to end with two passages of scripture from the rest of the New Testament. This first one, I've changed it slightly from Ephesians 4, verse 22. You were taught with regard to your COVID way of life to put off your COVID self. Put it off, which has been corrupted by deceitful desires and to be made new in the attitudes of your minds and to put on the new post-COVID self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And you know what? Some of you aren't going to want to do this. There are probably some things that I don't want to do as well. And for that, we turn to Galatians 5, verse 17. Because it says that for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit desires what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. In other words, Paul's saying here, it's the echoes of Romans chapter 7. There's stuff you want to do that you shouldn't. And there's stuff the Spirit wants you to do that you don't want to do. The two are in conflict. It's time to take off the COVID grave clothes. And it's time to step into the new reality. To emerge brighter. To let our light shine that people might see that light, they might see our good deeds, they might see who we are and praise our Father in heaven. I want you to experience it and I want the next Richard that you need to help take their grave clothes off to experience it as well. Come Holy Spirit, do a work in me do a work in us that we might emerge brighter and that this COVID pandemic would by some bizarre miracle turn out to be the best thing that ever happened for us, for our faith personally, for the, the city that we're here to serve and love back to life and that your church might shine bright. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, you made it to the end. That's even more encouraging. If you'd like to find out more about who we are, visit our website at thelightchurch.org.uk. We pray God's blessing on you now as you go into the rest of your day.